Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm sorry. I am... Penfield, on the other hand. Penfield, maybe. All right. Again, thank you so much for another week here at... I am racist. ...Politically Correcting Podcast <laughs> with Jose Pio. Lavelle. It's okay for me to be racist because I'm black, right? Dan from the streets. That's, That's right. That's what I hear. It's cool to be racist and it's black. That's what I hear. Man, you're, only, you're only if you sing it, I now, guess. Now, if I talk about homosexuals, then Whoa. I'm in look at, trouble. Look at that ant. They're starting They're strong coming. tonight. It's springtime, baby. It's the coming. The ant is still going? Oh, you flicked it. He caught it. He <laughs> landed on the wall. Ah, we had an ant that was crawling on my na- microphone. Nature. I was Your trying to keep it alive. This freaking enough, jerk dang. over here wanted to destroy its freaking livelihood. Oh Your my God. You're so compassionate. Enough, I am right? compassionate. That's For God's the record, creature. y'all, I'm not racist. Y'all know I'm not racist. No, you can't take it back now. No. No. no it's I'm, already out I'm, there. No, honestly, y'all should hear me. They already cut that video. Posted on WXXI. You want to know why I'm racist? I'm equally racist to every race out there. I'll call you all out. Yeah. I'll call you all out. Just yeah. equally cynical <laughs> and equally hate everyone the same. Everly, Is it cynical at that point? Man. Fuck all it. No, probably not. You're right. I think it's, to hold all this heat. I think you need to stop being a... What's that word that you used earlier? Latinx. No. <laughs> no, the Z word they use in your pocket. A zealot. zealot. You're a zealot is oh, what you man. are. You're oh, a zealot. Okay. Yeah, driven by an ideology. Oh. Left knows nothing about that. Well, I guess. Well, we want to welcome you to today's Philippine <laughs> Correcting Podcast, where we always share a drink, have a dialogue amongst friends. The kind of conversations you're already having at home, at the bar, wherever you may be. I didn't even freaking cheers yet. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, this guy it's is jumping, nail, jumping man. This is not ahead the, of everything. This is the chaser. Salute. Cheers. This is the shot. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Look, I'm, I'm warming up. I'm diverse. Yeah, let me warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, this is hard. <laughs> We're starting strong. What the fuck is this, man? Bellmead. Mm. Bellmead. I'm going to go ahead and name drop that one. Mm-hmm. I'm using uh, Tom's cup here, I think. Just Tom's it's cup. The pimp oh, cup. Man. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate the cup. It's very nice. Anyways, make sure you like and subscribe, of course, as always. And uh, if you feel that we are talking about things that pertain to you, your friends, your ideologies, make sure you share this with your friends. Share this so that the entire world can know that there are people equally as crazy as you. Mm -hmm. And you, our guest. And you, Dan. Always. Not as crazy (laughs) as Austin, though, because he is out there. We are equally retarded. I want to again apologize to Wegmans for... (laughs) I'm going to apologize to Wegmans for these guys' podcast earlier. Yo. Again, selling the name of Wegmans. That is blasphemous. I'm did sure you, Danny you, watches this. Did you hear? No, I didn't hear. I actually heard somebody say in a, a oh, non-ironic yeah. way, Latinx. 
Well, I was in, I, in I against aisle. my better judgment went to Wegmans. <laughs> but this isn't about After me, all this the is junkie talks show. about Wegmans. He's back again, and he's back again. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah, I had to. You can't get I, away. Had to get, I had to get diapers. Uh, yo, at Wegmans, get them. Wegmans it was the only brands, place man. on my way from Wegmans, Rochester man. to my home outside of Monroe County. You know, you got like ten family dollars out there. There's always a family dollar Damn on that. the boonies. <laughs> they're not giving you enough, though. <laughs> any, they're not giving any, you that family pack. Any abandoned mini storage or open field in the country? That's where family dollars. Family dollars. Yeah. Dollar General, actually. Dollar General. My bad. I really, honestly, don't know the difference. Family dollars are the Walmart Arab stores. Oh, family family dollar, right? Dollar General is the yellow one. Dollar, family dollar is the Arab stores of, and then the Dollar Tree is a straight up no longer a dollar. Yeah, they, <sighs> they're, they're scam artists. They're scammers. Thanks, Obama. They mind you, yeah. <laughs> Fucking took the words. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know we've been spending a lot of time. Too much time. Too much time together. Every fucking Wednesday. All right, let's let's talk about our weekly COVID update real quick. Are we still doing this shit. Always, every oh. week we have a weekly COVID update. And it is going to lead right into our discussion of the, why are you so dark? Put yo, the light on you. That's I'm, I'm that's black, racist. Is that racist? I'm black, yo. <laughs> dude, it's I'm like it's like shining. I, 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 he just scrolled to your freaking this video. I'm like, listen, damn, you can hardly see you. Women like like dark. Oh, dark hey, dudes. there we go. Like, they don't like light skinned cats, man. I like. I'm pretty sure that's the opposite. I like to enhance my uh my appeal on your the darkness? show. Yeah, man, they like that melanin, bro. That dark melanin. Did you watch the uh? The toast of the union, the speaker of the union. What the hell is it called? The uh, what state, the president, state, state of, of the union, union last state night. State of the union. Wow. Cut him <laughs> off. I'm not even gonna lie. When I first looked at the when I first looked at the video, <coughs> excuse me, COVID. It looked like Kamala and fucking Nancy were like some holograms sitting behind them. They they didn't look real sitting in that chair because everything they they've you know they've done with Biden has been like some makeup setup. Right, like he doesn't give any addresses from like an actual White House up. office. Yeah, do you think that was at, actually at the Capitol? I don't know. Like you can't trust <laughs> it these motherfuckers in the it metaverse. I don't fucking the know. The metaverse, yeah, but, true. But I love the fact that all the helpers are wearing masks. <laughs> yes, they've got to. Wow, sell it. this. Look at that clap. This. Oh my god, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, but he. Fuck. I am glad that they all came out. Pretty much all came out with no masks on because if. After this, you're still wearing masks. That's up to you. I don't care. I don't care. But if you're still forcing it after that, and you see that geriatric of a president man out there without a mask on, he is at the highest level of (laughs) 37% approval rating. 81 million votes. (laughs) Highest level of potential impact from COVID. That man right there. And he came out there maskless, and he walked right through the crowd. So at this point, we're done. I had to walk my son out to the bus driver this morning. Mm. Because she was still having him wear a mask this week. Mm. And I mm. walked out there and, I, and nah, she son. had her mask off. I'm like, mm. he's not wearing a mask anymore. Yeah. She goes, oh, no, no, we're, we're, we're abiding by this. Day. I'm like, he's not wearing a mask anymore. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. The president didn't wear a mask. He's not wearing a mask. Well, Simple as that. She's like, well, we need to carry one in the bag just in case they change things. I'm like, if they change things in the middle of the day, I, I can't understand how that's something that you want to abide by. Yeah. I, I, hey man, let's let's bring up the five takeaways from the State of the Union held last night. As was a CNBC and NBC. Who, who are these NBC people? News. NBC News. Mm. Let's go down the list real quick. We're gonna spend uh, a minute yeah, to yeah, let's do this because two I minutes see on each how one. Could they like? I want to see what your thought. Did, okay, neither one of you watched this. this you watched up. it. I watched like half, uh, not even half, a quarter of it. This is all news to me. All right, so Biden aimed for unity and got it with a few exceptions. So. Uh, Biden, the first 
20 minutes of it was talking about Ukrainian war with, mm. you know, Russia imposing their will on Ukrainian people. Um, mm. he, he's, he's bragging about how he's getting the entire world together against Russia and imposing sanctions on Russia, which I think is good. I don't have any problems with that because if you're... Are they listening to Biden? That's what I... I think he's claiming credit for that. <laughs> okay, get the fuck out of here. Nobody listening to this dude? Even France and Switzerland got involved. Listen. Switzerland got involved. Check this out. Is it because of Biden? <laughs> no. So this is what I'm going to say, right? So isn't isn't it the rule if we are in a fucking nuclear war or some shit, the president gets down in the bunker, right? So if he's the last motherfucker standing and Putin is the last motherfucker standing, we're done, right? You might say America's over, right? If well, they had to go fight, head up. Dude, <laughs> Putin would be on a, on a horse shirtless. And we voted for this motherfucker. No, we didn't. But you 81 motherfuckers voted for the weakest awesome, man, man on the planet. Whoa. <laughs> hey, yo. But uh, all right. But he, he's claiming unity, uh, worldwide unity. Cap. I'm calling Cap. Do you, I mean, a lot of people are talking about how this is kind of uh, very good timing for President Biden oh. to make his, you know, State of the Union address where he has to deal with the immense amount of negatives that has happened in the first, you know, 14 months of his presidency. I feel, I'm not going to speak for y'all or the country, but it seems like a lot of people say this is, yeah, I doubt Russia is waiting until President Biden is going to make his State of the Union address. Right. So let's go ahead and knock that one out. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not timing. It's just. I love how NBC finds some fucking liberal positive bullshit to spit to their minions reading. Then, matter of fact, let's just face it. The fucking lefties don't even read this shit. You're coming in hot They tonight. are just reading headlines. Hot. That's it. They'll read a headline yeah. and then go to the next headline. And the next headline. They'll be like, see, I told... Like, he's not that bad. You know, he's he's really standing tough to Putin. I, I do agree that that is how they're making it out, that he is standing tough and that he's unifying the world against... The, unifying Putin. the fuck... Unifying the world... Who as, a, is as opposed to what the previous president did is what they stated. Yo. So you disagree? No one's ever really listening to grandpa. Do you disagree? Well, I'm listening to grandpa because he said fund the police. We didn't get to that yet. Oh, I'm Jeez sorry. Louise. <laughs> Second one, Biden ain't free. Oh, no, no, that's not it. That Second one. That was in the first one. A COVID victory lap. Was it? COVID victory lap? A COVID victory lap. This motherfucker, he, uh, uh, what the fuck? Yo, there is nothing that they released about COVID that was not said from fucking day one. Nothing. Yeah, but that was misinformation then, and I'm gonna need, oh. it might still be. So in the essence yeah. of not getting canceled, uh, yeah. shut the crazy. fuck up. Uh, okay, right. Our economy also grew at a rate of 5.7%. He states. Uh, the strongest growth in the economy in the economy in nearly forty years. They love that word, strongest. Yo, when Democrats get in office, they use that word. All the, we've we've had the strongest growth in this and that in in infrastructure funding. Well, to be uh, honest, here they can't be wrong about that because when we were at our lowest last year, and if we did grow, it was probably at a fast pace. 
So everybody got the I think again? it's a usage of numbers there. The 5% number there is just a usage of, yeah, we were pretty freaking low last year. And now, you know, we're at a better place and it happened faster. So I don't think he's wrong there. They need to stop that. Like, okay, just, okay. Just like you said, right. Just to play with numbers, I, you know? Yeah. So were we down 15, 20%? That's a good question. Did, See, they, didn't, these didn't are the type of questions. We were kind of close to like recession numbers when the lockdown kind of happened, and then I can you say know, that the stock market has been down quite a bit quite in the past uh, three, four months. There's really, no other place you can go but up, motherfuckers. Right, but they can't say that because it's not a positive oh. note in the state of the union. But you know what it is. You know what it is. This is the this is the thing. The majority of these motherfuckers on the left. <laughs> He said don't the F word at least have, 10 times already. <laughs> don't have any idea of how an economy works. They well, just don't. Oh, what the hell? They don't. They don't. Well, they are telling you how the economy works in the next one. They're blaming inflation on corporate greed. That makes oh, sense. Oh, there we yeah. fucking go. You know what? I'm done. I'm done. I'm. We only made it to number three. I'm ready to get. I'm done. We got what Joe Biden does in his pants left to go. <laughs> what the fuck? Number two. Corporate he, greed. He said that Corpor- inflation is robbing families of gains of higher wages and job growth and said his top priority is getting prices under control. Getting Bitch, prices they the, under the, control. This corporate greed rigged the election for you, fucker. How, <laughs> many, how many corporations funded Black Lives Matter, funded that whole emotional feeling roller coaster? Scroll down a little bit more. And... and right and allowed this old, right this old, whatever the fuck he is, weekend at Bernie's motherfucker. He, <laughs> how many, how many campaigns did he actually come out to and like really talk to the people? Like, yo, he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to do anything. Well, he didn't have to do shit. And during the pandemic, he says these foreign owned companies, foreign owned companies, raised prices by as much as one thousand percent and made record profits. His big thing, though, and and I'm with him on this, was this next part where he said he's he uh, called for boosting domestic manufacturing and passing the U.S.-China competition bill, saying it would make record investments in emerging technologies and American manufacturing and help fix supply chain problems. When was this back during the Obama administration? Well, we didn't have the problems that we have today. Right. right, but when was this back then? When was the the corporate greed the corporate greed uh, fight back then? When when it was pretty pretty clear that the corporate greed was gobbling up homes by the dozens, foreclosing on houses by the dozens. Mm-hmm. And do you know what they did? Do you know what Eric Holder did? He literally just bypassed all the mortgage fraud that was happening. Gave the bankers a slap on the wrist of like a what one billion dollar uh, fine when they already stole seven hundred right. billion dollars of tax tax money, right? Look what what who can take him serious when he talks about corporate? Part community? of this issue is what are we talking about in emerging technologies? Are we talking about uh, electric cars? We're talking about lithium production coming from Argentina. Have you checked the stocks on on? Uh, Lithium's going to go through the roof. If you're going to... How did my thing already turn off? If if you're going to invest in something, go invest in lithium. Lithium? Silver too, right? Well, Mm. you can always put your money in uh, precious precious metals. metals, And mining. Yeah. But see, we know that shit, But it's not coming from the United States. Yeah, but it's it's tough because 
you can put your money in gold and gold hasn't risen at all in the past like two years. Yeah, but it's consistent. It's consistent, but it hasn't. Yeah, hasn't it hasn't lost any yeah, money. But if you look at that compared to what uh, other things have fluctuated. Like Bitcoin? Well, I wish I had bought Bitcoin in 2012. Oh, don't he sounds pretty Trump-like right here. I was going to say, I, I feel like he took a page out of Trump right there yeah. with American manufacturing, putting money into buying. And he said he's going to buy everything American made. And I was wondering, why didn't we do that with the COVID tests, the COVID masks? Like we, 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 COVID came from China. And then we purchased all the equipment that we needed for COVID from China. To, th- to me, to, I, I'm really upset by that. Why I'm not going to lie. I'm really upset where, by that. Where are the China sanctions? Oh, oh man. You right. know, Next it seems because- like it seems like the Democratic leaders like have this. Don't put it all on Democratic leaders. Um, they, they're, they're the ones that's in control of the Leaders fucking, is a bold claim. That is, I mean, that is yeah, a bold that's, claim. The, that's what he's saying. I would say that are in office at the highest level of the United States, right? <laughs> okay. Those those guys. Right? All right, the oh, last okay. last portion here is Biden pushes a new for Build Back Better priorities, which he does include clean energy, which I do have investments in, which I'm happy that he's going to keep putting pouring money into that. Uh, it's an IT, uh, what do you call it? One of those things that has a whole bunch of different ones inside of it. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I just invested in it. I don't know anything about this. Child care <laughs> and child care, which I'm skip it. And universal preschool <laughs> for three and four year olds, universal preschool for three and four year olds. Fuck no. Okay. Why? Uh, because have you seen what they're teaching kids in yep. grade school and public grade I, schools? Yeah. 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 Now you're forced. I, let me let me give my children to the state to indoctrinate further, mm. and, and tell them that they can be girls and boys and fucking lizard frogs. Dan's got a point. I mean, you probably thought you were a lizard frog, anyways, when you were that. Yeah, I old. I don't think I'm a lizard frog, Jose. <laughs> you know you are. The uh, yeah. So third and fourth grade, <laughs> don't three and four year olds, not third and fourth grades, three and four year olds going to school early. Plus, if they ever go back to distance learning or online learning, um, they have to create Google accounts again. Google is going to own them. For three and four-year-olds. Huh? For three and four-year-olds because they're doing it for kindergarten or they mm. did it for kindergarten, did it for first grade, Hell did it for second grade. Yo, when we're 60, we're fucked. I'm homeschooling my kids. Well, that's 60, where a lot of people are going. That's another thing with the school choice. Uh, and then the last part, democracy versus autocracy, which I'm happy to see that because Biden did state before. Remember, he was like, oh, China, Xi Jinping and Putin are saying that autocracy is better because it's easier to make changes quickly. And that was not that long ago that he said kind of agreeing with them. But then he said this time around that democracy um, would be out autocracy. Well, I like that Biden can explain that away and be like, well, well, you know, you know, but then Trump comes out and says, well, you know, Putin was a genius for declaring Ukraine independent mm. um, in order to station his troops in those those two zones on the east and west borders but this is you know he's a sympathizer biden mm-hmm. you can see it it's 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 the typical democrat with who with with putin in china okay in what way in in the way that he wishes it was an autocracy he wishes that this is how it could do you saw it with the executive orders mm. mm-hmm I, I saw it. You you think that that's he wishes that that could be full force. Gotcha. Okay, so he wishes that he could actually do that. Yeah. Bring that to America. Be able to create the laws, 
switch everything just like that. Yep. And everybody must fall in line. He already. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I. We'll see because everything that he said, you know, with these five points, say he said, um, falls in line with what most people are thinking right now, aren't they? Are they not? In talking about American manufacturing, going back a few points, you're going to talk about putting America first. Yeah, that's what exactly what that is. You're not. You're not. You haven't, and your actions haven't shown that no. thus far at that, all. That, see, that's the difference. I, I think that in politics, there's a lot of talk, but then the actions, once they get into office, they tend to not have the actions to support <clears throat> everything they talked about. Doesn't Look, put America first sound like a continued slogan to make America great again? Put America yes, first and make America great again. So that's our weekly COVID update. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> By American except for oil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Vicky's yeah. got a good point about uh, universal pre-K being taxpayer subsidized. Day yes. That's, 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 what it is. that's what I have a problem with is that I specifically chose not to have children by making sure I practice safe sex. Whoa. Didn't have sex by, by, before I got married. I mean, every time. You never went to the crap table? No, I, I, I didn't have sex until I was married. I'm a good boy. Fuck is wrong with you? I was playing and so I was out there. And so that way... <laughs> shaking and baking. I wouldn't have to pay for daycare. <laughs> so I don't feel like my tax dollars should pay for daycare. Like I, I do I feel... Am I, I wrong for that? No, I agree because you... Hey, listen, if you make your baby in private, you got to pay for that motherfucker in private. Like, yo... It is what it is. Like, right. I'm glad I'm not the only one that feels that way. Yo. And this has nothing to do with our guest here. Everything we talked about here. No. Let me Let me put this precursor out there. <laughs> had nothing to do with our guest. This is just our 15 minutes of... Everything. Oh, man. 21 minutes. Oh, my God. Oh, Sorry funk. about that. Of uh, ridiculousness. I'm going to bring on our guest now. Austin's going to put on the video for him. Uh, we got my, my peer, my cohort, my uh, fellow city councilman, who's also... <laughs> Be careful. Yo, don't he look like a character out of um, SOA? He look like one of the um, the Mayans. Oh, the, the new the Alvarez. New one? Have you seen some of the Alvarez? He knows what I'm talking about. Before, yeah. before we keep going, we always get inside the conversation <laughs> before I actually say the person's name. Miguel Melendez here, president of uh, that wasn't city racist. Council. What I just did, Miguel. Right? Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask good. you, city council motherfuckers. I gotta, you know, figure which one I can joke with and which one I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does. He, he's gonna try and push the button to see how far he can go. As I think you've already told from our first. I'm not even trying to. And he's also chief community engagement officer at Ibero. So, Miguel, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm used to it. I I get it from all angles anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Latinos don't care. They're going to come at you and just talk talk that. Well, I'm surprised. You're just just a homogenous group now? You know what I'm saying? Listen, man. Okay, not not all. I guess not all. You're right. My bad. Um, Thank you so much for coming on. And um, I wanted to make sure that people get to know the person that's heading city council because you know a lot of people just don't know and i want to make sure that you have your voice and make sure that people who follow me get to know who you are because you know a lot of people think i'm the only latino on city council and they're like who's miguel melendez what the hell is this i'm like man y'all need to pay attention man this is, <laughs> some things are happening in this city so let's talk about your background where are you from uh, how were you raised talk to me about how you got to where you are today sure well first and foremost thanks for having me join you today thanks for listening to us yeah, no, <laughs> listen a different a different uh way of thinking about certain things but i'm i'm happy to be here um you know as far as my career and 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 where i've come from um born and raised northeast rochester um i'm a native of the city um my, my father came here from otakovis puerto rico in the 70s um i was i was born in the 80s um 
I lost both of my parents, so I like to put that out there first and foremost. Oh, up I didn't front. know. That. I knew about your dad, but I didn't know about um, you as well. Yeah, I lost my mom when I was nine. I lost my father when mm. I was fifteen. Um, so very early, I, w- I became the man of the house, if you will, because uh, I have three sisters, no, no brothers. Oh. Um, thankfully, I had two older sisters though. So <laughs> my oldest sister did take me in at, at that point in my life and uh, kind of shaped the way the way I am. Um, you know, I try to. Uh, I'm definitely a resilient person if, if that is, is something that um, people don't know about me. But I did go to city schools, uh, graduated from St. John Fisher College. I started my career at Ibero when I was 22, been there 13 years. So that gives you the math. I'm 35. Um, young buck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, young buck, I guess. Uh, my birthday <laughs> is this month, though. So oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Thank happy you. birthday man. And um, as far as my journey to city council, um, you know, a lot of the work I've done at Ibero has been community focused, community based, centered on community development, neighborhood development and the trajectory. I did a lot of work with the city and I saw the opportunity. Uh, Jackie Ortiz left uh, city council um, in, well, in August, I think it was July or August of, of 2020. And I put my name in the hat and the rest is history. So I've, I've been uh, appointed and then now elected uh, this is my first full term started that just started in January. Fantastic. Also, you've, you've talked about Ibero a couple of times. What is Ibero for those of, you know out there who don't know what this is, even is that you're talking about? Sure. So Ibero American Action League was um, founded in 1968 as um, really the, the strongest and, and most prominent um, Latino serving agency in upstate New York. It really started as an advocacy organization, and then it's kind of over the years built out to be more about um, providing services in addition to doing the advocacy. Um, so we've been around, you know, about, about 54 years almost. And the, the work that we do um, centers on the Latino community, not just in Rochester. We, we started in Rochester, but we have um, Ibero business centers in Buffalo and Geneva. And then we also have a presence in the capital region now. Uh, we just merged with another Latino servant agency called Centro Civico. And um, so we're, we're kind of expanding the the footprint of what the work we do um buying them out merged so okay. <laughs> taking on some taking on some debts let's put okay. it that way <laughs> um, i'm gonna take this sign yeah, down to put this sign yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um you know my role at ibero i i've sort of been in various roles i started off as a, a part-time grassroots organizer working like the north clinton avenue conkey avenue neighborhoods um, and then I worked my way up to the executive leadership team. I've been in the position I'm in now as chief community engagement officer for about two years. Um, and the work I do ranges from community development at the Development Corporation, um, which is an affiliate corporation of Ibero. And then I also do a lot of work, uh, really youth to seniors. So I do oversee over um, all of Ibero's case management services. I have all the work that we do in schools. And then finally, we have um, a Centro de Oro program, which is Gold Center. It's an elder program that is at the Jackson R Center on North Clinton Avenue. So I have a range of responsibilities, all exciting stuff for me. No two days are the same, and I, that's the way I like it. I was going to say, I have no idea what you actually do there, because as a community engagement officer, I feel like that spans so much Like you could just you, you can do so many different things in that so what, what is probably your, your favorite part of the engagement that you do? What, what is something that you could say, you know what, you know, I, I love all my children, but this child right here is actually what I, you know, is my favorite. I mm-hmm. think the, the community development work that we do. So 
you know, the North Clinton Avenue, Conkey Avenue area, we, over the years, we've uh, established El Camino Trail, which is a two and a quarter mile trail. It's the only trail that goes through a residential neighborhood in the city that I'm aware of. Um, we have affordable housing projects that are in that area. So we've done El Camino Estates uh, in two phases. That was in 2010 and 2012, um, providing 50 units of housing in that neighborhood. And most recently, we have two projects that I'm excited about. Um, one is the International Plaza on North Clinton. Long, long time talked about La Marqueta project, mm-hmm. uh, about 40 years in the making, depending on who you talk to. So that project <laughs> is, is very exciting, and, and there's a lot of work to be done there still. And then we are doing um, 104 units of housing through a project called Pueblo Nuevo that's also being done in two phases. Um, a lot of housing. A lot of housing. Lot, and, that, and, that and it needs it. There's a lot of older houses there that just can't keep up. Well, and over the years, we've demolished so many units in the community. Um, mm. And, you know, for us, it's about trying to do some rebuilding. Um, you know, one of the challenges with affordable housing is you, you don't want to do too much of it because then you concentrate poverty. But I think there's a balance between trying to create safe and quality housing in the neighborhood and then trying to do so in a way that is respecting the community and respecting what people want to see in their neighborhoods. Whose responsibility do you think it is for that, though? In terms of affordable housing? Yeah. I think it's a, uh, a joint effort amongst various partners, right? So I think there's a private market that, private market that should, if the dollars and cents make sense, um, should find ways to, to invest in it. I think city government has an opportunity to try to do more affordable housing different ways. I think the land bank is an asset that, you know, we just had a presentation today that we need to really look into, tap into, figure out how we can use that as, a, as an asset. I think the private and nonprofit sector has a role. Um, you know, certainly I, I'm biased in terms of Ibero's role, but there's many other nonprofits that um, do provide affordable housing, high quality affordable housing. And then from there, I think it's, it's a matter of um, how to make it make sense for the private market in terms of, you know, if there's a large project center city, how do you make it so that, you know, there might be ways <coughs> to do market rate mixed with affordable housing. But I don't think it's any one entity's responsibility. I don't think it's just city government or state government's responsibility. There's a collective. Well, going back to the city and state government, like what is their the, their role? Though? What do you think they should be allowed to do and what? What should they, you know, bring to the table? Well, I think often, as a city council or as a county or as a no, state. Well, overall, as a as a you know, if they have a role, what is their role? Like, what what do you think their role should be? I think so. The way it's worked for uh, you know the work we do at Ibero, um, it's been a combination of bringing in uh, state resources. Um, you know, ACR has resources. Also, looking at the investor market. Um, New York State has tax credits, um, so we've been able to, uh, to, to move projects forward mm-hmm. based on having resources from uh, outside investors. So I think it's a combination. It, I, I don't know that the state can bear the burden on its own. <coughs> I don't think like, I want them to. It, I, <coughs> I don't want them either. I'm yeah. just saying, excuse me for the coughing, the, the, um, when you said tax incentives, though, like that's usually where – the line is drawn when you're talking about private versus public as far as their their ability to assist the housing situation, right? Because yeah, because there's a lot of people that feel some type of way about giving tax credits. Right. And that's that's where for me I'm just trying to get to the the roles of all these other entities. Like again, there is I have no problem with affordable housing programs that are designed to, you know, 
create some sort of affordable housing in certain neighborhoods that they're investing in. If you want people to pay a lower rate for whatever, you know, you're going to have to invest. There has to be some investment on that, you know, that, that other groups, you know, side. So you're still in a private versus public situation. So when we're going back to saying the roles, what roles do you think government kind of, since they feel they give certain breaks or certain things, they feel that they, they can overreach a little bit by wanting to do more by like with regulation and stuff. Let me jump in there for a second. Cause you yeah. said something in there that you said private versus public. Yeah. And do, do you really believe that there is a dichotomy there at, at war where there that you can either do one or the other, or where, where are you going with the private versus public? Thing? Well, the, the private versus public, it all comes down to your ability to profit overall. Once the, once the, the public starts to dip into the private, you know, proceeds, you, you limit their ability to do more for the community. There's been a constant overreach, not even just with, you know, different type of regulations and, and laws that are in place, but just overall tax increases and taxes and, and fees that that, you know, accumulate for just the private sector to keep adjusting. So anytime you see these changes and fluctuations within just, you know, inflation, right, things that's out of supposedly out of the government's control, right? The, the the limit of goods and services causes prices to increase, right? So the government isn't factoring into the price of lumber that skyrocketed. We are, though. I can tell you that right now. Well, unfortunately, we are. It, it is. Lumber is really, really. It's crazy, right? Well, the numbers that we had from, let's say, when they first came to us, let's say a big project like the library. I'm sorry. I don't mean to take over the conversation. No, 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 but no, I, I do, yeah. but there is a conversation being had that needs to be had that people need to understand that they're I mean, I don't know how you feel. This is, uh, this is completely up to you to answer that on public versus private thing. But I, I think that you did say something earlier where it's kind of like a combination of the two or the three because there's nonprofit in there as well. Um, but there's been times when like the library where they mm -hmm. came and told us, hey, it was going to cost this much last year. Now they're in the middle of actually doing the work and come to find out. Shit, that, those shit prices went up. Money. And then yeah. they got to come right back to city council and say, hey, we need some more money. Mm -hmm. And that that only cost uh, this is an argument i literally just had the other day with parks of public works our, our meeting that we had I, it's me and the uh commission and the uh the uh city administration um some things unfortunately just cost freaking money and bring nothing in mm -hmm. like that overlook of the library that keeps costing more and more and more and they keep coming back to us for more and more money and it does happen in the housing section as well where they say we can do this build out which i was that bureau involved in the build out over at uh, la marqueta the, the apartments behind it yeah so the, all those units that are near the international so, so talk about those that, that exact yep. uh example as to how all those kind of combined whereas public taxes being used for private entity that's building it and then a nonprofit that kind of comes in and helps out I, I i don't even recall who's all involved with that yeah, so there's so let me just say this on the lumber piece. Um, <laughs> you know, this project's been un under construction for about a, a year or so, year and a half. Uh, from the moment we started to where we are now, the dollars that have increased in construction costs, all the contingency pretty much eaten up by lumber. So lumber has really gone up in, in terms of cost. Um, in, in terms of those kind of projects, um, 
you know, you, there's a whole application process through the state. So you, you pull together partners, um, you know, including a, someone that might be a construction consultant, um, construction manager, um, and then you submit jointly. You submit an application to the state. And then you have to also, in the same breath, try to find an um, investor that will uh, buy state tax credits to be involved in the project. Mm, that, that's a hidden thing in there that people, most people don't actually understand. Which is very different than, you know, what we hear about in terms of like, you know, oftentimes you hear about challenges with um, people getting tax breaks, center city uh, construction projects, someone gets a break for 10 years. That's not what this is. This is very different. Right. Than Can that. I ask you this question, though? Yes. Like just your opinion. on it. Why do people give a fuck if someone else get a tax break? That's for because uh, they, that's for people to they assume that it means they're gonna have to pay more. That's that's or, the dumb. The dumb or they feel like from. as if this dollar amount could be used for something else as opposed to this. But what they don't realize is that each section has their own budget. So if DES has this budget right here and they're using it for environmental services, and people say, "Oh, we could have used that dollar instead of putting new signs out there." you know, for speeding radar signs, we could have used that dollars to put it towards social services over here. And that's not how it works. Yeah. Well, I, I hate that answer. I hate that answer. No, but, how again, it works, but, but it, it, this just off of the common citizen that, you know, that when we use these arguments, it's always about if, if someone gets a tax break, they think that it's someone wealthy. It's just getting over on a system even more. You know what I mean? And like, they think they also think it's a zero sum game. Like the, if you would give this person a tax break that is costing someone else right. something, but they can't really answer what that something else is. Do you know, like really, I'm like, not quite sure you finished the, the answer. Though, I know, to your I, know original but, question. I know, but you, you know, I'm, you know how we do. We laugh and I, fucking yeah. just talk about other shit, I'm, I'm down. but I'm Keep just going. trying, I'm just trying to help people understand. Like you have to, un, like to even get something going as big as that. You know what I mean? As what? As like a, a big construction project. There's so many jobs. There's more people you can employ if you got less that you got to fucking pay to Uncle Sam. You know? Mm -hmm. And you can do a lot more for the city with the right people. If First of all, I think a lot of issue comes into the, the government getting in bed with the wrong fucking businessman. If that's you you are the one that are that's deciding to do the deals with this fucker, Right. So that's your fault if you made the wrong deal. If yeah. you council member whoever mm -hmm. that came this big ass idea or whatever and, and wants to get paid and do whatever for the people, if you made the wrong deal, that's on you. So there's also, uh, I, again, I don't want to stop you from answering, but there is, there's a, a whole group that actually makes, that goes through the RFPs or goes through who they're going to choose to do whatever project. And Miguel can... Uh, can keep going with that answer. I hate to keep talking because I'm. I want to guide the conversation. <laughs> right, um, right. But it, it what happens for legislation on city council is yeah. that there's a whole group that meets to discuss which RFP are we going to accept and why. And a lot of times it happens to be this company right here has already done business with us. We know they're good, and they've hired a bunch of minorities, women, people of color, whatever it may be. Um, and then it gets provided to us saying. We have chosen this entity to do this work. Do you approve of it? So when you say that it's on city council to, to choose the right companies to do business with, I'm going to push back on that. How do you think, Miguel? Well, I, I think, yeah, there, there is a process on the administration side in terms of determining. Before it even who, gets to us. Before it gets to us. Who, who is the city going to 
recommend mm-hmm. they do business with. And it's on council then to review and decide if they want to move forward. But there's certainly been conversations regarding why is this company chosen when they are from Milwaukee mm, right. over a more local company. And, and you know, th- they have us, there's a system where we ask questions and they're supposed to provide us answers within a certain time frame, And then we make the decision based off of the answers that we get. Well, what about with Bullshead? Because I heard a guy from Atlanta is supposed to be doing that. I, I, I'm not going to speak to Bullshead because no? I, am, I, am, I am personally biased oh. against it. Oh, okay. Nothing against Bullshead by any means. I'm glad. But they I'm just trying investment. to figure out, I'm, again, I'm just trying to figure out how how does one get in? Well, right? let me, I want to explain that because how much Bulls had got compared to La Marqueta. That's the problem I have is that Bulls had, it seemed like a lot of money was going toward, there towards the end of our past mayor's uh, yeah. tenure. Uh-huh. A lot of money. Mm. A lot of money. I, I, yeah. And to me, it seems to me, and you're going to, you answered to your own viewing because you were behind the scenes of Ibero on that one. It seemed as though La Marqueta was more rushed because she, in my opinion, again, that she, because she wanted to get the Latino vote, she wanted to give them something. So she gave them La Marqueta on what may have been something that was done 40 years ago, but updated. I think we could have done a lot better job, but I don't know. Speak to, speak to that. I, I yeah. just from outside looking in from before sure. I even came on, I have no idea what the the work that was done for La Marqueta yeah, I before I came on. I yeah, you have way more information about that. So uh, actually, um, that conversation started in 2016. Um, the neighborhood did a vision plan uh, about what Ooh. they wanted to see. That's money that too. Well, but but the city didn't pay for that. That was actually Ibero really? leading that. Um, so we did a vision plan with the community, and we came up with some preliminary concepts. We worked with the administration um, whether it's political or not, I'm going to take the win. Take it. Take I, I it. think that, you know, we were able to move it and get it done. And, you know, when you have a project that's been talked about for 40 years, I, I think you take the progress as it comes. 40 years, bro? 40 years. So, God so, damn, okay, they so was the, hating on the, the Latino community. I, Did they not see the, uh, just the, you know. 40 years ago, was, we were a Republican city, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why? Because I was wondering, I'm like, that out I'm there. trying to figure out how you motherfuckers got Democratic Puerto Ricans. But that's beyond <laughs> it. Like, y'all hate government. But anyway, yo. Or a homogenous group. The, that's right. For what For what <laughs> has happened with North Clay? Not, and I just, and again, I just real recognize real. From the, the um, improvements that have happened on that street, mm-hmm. you know, it, you have to give credit to the people who took on the responsibility to see where they live, they see where everybody, you know, kind of met at and congregated and you made it your own. And I, you have to, you know, commend that effort, right? Like you have to give credit to what it's due. And I think we were talking about this before. I was like, the Latino community, the black community, white community within this city itself, Mm -hmm. I don't understand how we have like this so much divisive conversations with like, I don't understand how like folks can say like you're racist, right? Mm-hmm. You're a Puerto Rican racist, <laughs> right? How the fuck does that happen? Right. You, I'm pretty sure <laughs> you have relatives that live right next door to a whole bunch of black folks. And you I go have relatives that are black. Oh, that, that, that's not an ex- that, that, that's, that's again that's that one of the well, poorest yeah, excuses. Yeah, I got white friends. Well, I'm not racist right? because, 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 because it's it's but, it, but, but, but it's but but here's the thing that shit matters though. Friends, that shit matters. I I look, 
I think that I doesn't have the, anything to do with the how the city ha, has landed where Latinos are congregated around one area. Yeah, I hate the clicky shit. I hate the clicky shit. Wow. I recognize that. I but they're moving. It. But they're they're certainly moving. We, I mean, yeah. I have moved into the Northwest. Yeah, I, I have. I have the largest growing. Latino population in the entire city, I think. I appreciate it. It might be close. I'm not sure yet. I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and claim it. Listen, I appreciate it because I want a lot more Spanish restaurants, just so you know. I hear you. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, I can't keep going to El Taino every goddamn time, right? Like, I can, but I'm Someone on the radio asked me, what was my favorite uh, Latino food place? And I said, do you want me to get killed? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to get killed? (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. If I named one place, I would never be allowed in any of the other places. Oh, so you in trouble. But... do you see it as well? Do you see that there seems to be a congregation? Which, I, I, of course, there is, because Ukrainians did that as well. What's and wrong? But Polish the, the did it. The way we view this is, oh, yeah. you know, this is an opportunity to to not only bring the Latino community together. I, I think this is a central gathering place for that neighborhood as well mm-hmm. as the Latino community because, you know, that's part of the branding that we focused on is trying to go towards more of an international plaza instead of, um, you know, designating it for, for one group or another. Because that neighborhood is about 50, yeah. 50% African-American, 40% Latino now. So it's, it's, it's ever-changing. It keeps changing. And we want to be you know, inviting and, and creating a, a, a nice atmosphere. The other thing I'll say on the population shift is that 40% are also outside of the city. 40% of Latinos now live outside of the they city. They ain't sick of that shit. So we're, we're, nope, we're moving we're all over. We're done with this shit. Well, Scranton, they, they tend they done to. They're with Scranton and. Uh, they tend to <laughs> want police presence, right? It makes sense. They, it, it makes hey, sense. I'm just, I'm, I'm it's coming. From, Joe Biden told me so. He did oh, say gosh. fund the police. Fucking true. What did you think about when he said that? When he I said thought, fund the police? I, I was surprised that he said it, to be honest yeah, with you. Out loud? Out loud, right? Yeah, but I, I think that. You know that there's a, a shift in terms of thinking about how public safety um, is viewed after the last couple of years, but mm-hmm. there's certainly also a, a shift in in terms of making sure that we're with the homicide numbers going up in the last couple of years, uh, the violence going up um, during the pandemic, that that we also maintain some level of, of public safety. That would make sense, right? What he should have said is, guess we were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he yep. won off of that. Yeah, no. We're not going to go into that. You cannot, you cannot fuck up any more than this. This phase of the liberal party is fucked up on. You can't fuck up any worse than this. Um, 37% approval rating. And he fucking, he campaigned on Trump fear white supremacy fear which it's i'm sorry i stopped being afraid of the kkk way back when i f- first learned about the kkk i never Have you knew ever seen they, a kkk member never okay. i never seen this it has nothing i never to do with gave our a here. fuck about <laughs> white supremacy but again it's just speaking to the party and a lot of the shit that they spoke about like defund the police is disgusting. And another thing that's disgusting is rent control and fucking coming in and trying to regulate that market. It, the same, the same. Why? The average median income is, is $35,000. The same. Where? In Rochester. 35,000? 35,000. Do you know what 35,000 can get you? Thirty-five thousand. I know because I live off of thirty-five thousand, and that will thirty-six thousand off of city council pay, and that will and that it's public record that yeah, will public record. easily get you a home. You can buy a home. I encourage uh, you. Can't say easily anymore. 
Well, if you got some fucking rent, I mean, not rent, if you got some fucking. But, uh, but what do you think about the people? And this is for our guests, too. The people that are. Yeah, let's bring our guests back into are, the conversation. Uh, the landlords, slumlords down in New York City to, that are thinking that they can charge those types of rent. See, but that uh, mayor needs to get in. Like, that's that city's problem. I, I feel as though yep. many people are bringing New York City problems to Rochester. But it's just a vine. It just, it just grows up, right? So you get the rent that's increasing down there. And then it just trickles upwards to Rochester, Syracuse, Albany. Or, or, let me put this out there. Or, there's a lot of people who are escaping New York State in terms of investments. And they're selling these properties to mm-hmm. foreign investors who yep. don't live in New York State. Who just saw, I can buy a house for $150,000 and it's on Clinton. Yep. Like They have no idea what this area is called, what it looks like, what the crime looks like. It does not matter. They want to purchase a house that is providing them with cash inflow, cash flow in general. Um, and they want a tax write off on top of that. Yep. That's it. That's all that matters. So right. if we, in my opinion, again, if we keep pushing out the housing providers in our area, we're going to keep bringing in these outside mm-hmm. investors who are going to keep increasing the cost because they're buying at a higher value. Mm-hmm. And so they must make back their money. They're investors. You have to make back your money. And if they don't make back their money, guess what? All this housing goes back into the stock because they're going to be decapitated, decapitated, dilapidated, and they're going to be a blight for the neighborhood because they're like, you know what? I'm not making any money. And these people are destroying my house. And I just don't want to pay anymore because I'm a foreign investor who has no ties to America and you can't do anything about it. Well, so even added on top of that, now you've got the projects like La Marqueta. Do you think that stuff like that is increasing rent in that area? I mean, it has to be. Well, what's the average or, rent or there? home it's, values? No, I, I mean, I think in general, when there's investment in a neighborhood, home values, uh, there's a propensity for it to go up. But mm-hmm. I think in, in this specific area that we're talking about, we haven't seen it yet. Um, we've, we've seen a modest increase in um, home values, but nothing to say that, you know, this is going to uh, gentrify that. Particular but shouldn't you want to? Well, like I, don't, I, I, hate, I hate when people have I a problem with know. values going up because I am I, I have fully utilized the increase of value in my home uh, because my home increased point. in value, yeah. you know, forty thousand dollars within if, two if, years. If you own it, but for yeah. a renter in that area, yeah, that's well, this what, is that's what we're talking okay, about. Okay, so right? what do you think about? Uh, Listen, what should we do? There's as a, a city house on to, Durnan Street right now for sale for eighty five thousand fucking. On what street? Durnan. There is listen. I don't know Durant. where is it a three unit Durnan Street Durnan Durnan off Durnan how many of units North Avenue how many units how many oh. units it doesn't North matter it matters fucking North cash Street flow, I'm sorry North cash Street flow. two thousand square foot okay. it's a multifamily okay. eighty five thousand how many units two units two units two units each side resting for what eighty five thousand do you know what that was you know how much money you can make on that do you know how much talk that to shit the people cost? about how much they can no. Talk to people how much, how much of an opportunity that is. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. But we're talking about cost, though. We're talking but, about But cost. see, the thing is, that's where your your talk comes in of rental increases because that's $85,000 now, and rents have increased for a half-unit house, even on Durnan Street. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. A half-unit house at 1,000 square feet, two, three at bedrooms. $85,000, you're probably the at housing what, market's three. Hot, though. Right. You're like four, eh. What are you going to rent it out for? What? What? So how much you, for each side? So I say you principal interest about four hundred dollars, right? For eighty five. How much grand? you gonna rent it out for? Oh, for me, yeah. East side over east side. in that area. Yep. 
If it's a two to three bedroom, probably mm-hmm. 750, 800. All right. So let's go with 750 lower. $1,500 a month, you're bringing in revenue on an $85,000 house on Dernan Street. What do you think the PITI is on Who's going to live there? Does not matter. Somebody will live there. Who's going to live there? If, you're, if you're on time, every time. If, you're, every, if, if you're do we have a housing problem that, in the city of Rochester? That's, that's low. All right, do we have There's enough a, housing in the city of Rochester? The answer is, well, depending on who you talk to, I, I think we don't have enough housing. Right. So if we don't have enough housing in the city of Rochester, good housing. Good housing. Like quality housing. Yeah, but what does that mean? Let's define well, that. Okay. If if, what do you think quality housing would be considered? Well, at the very bare minimum, <laughs> uh, in compliance with the, with code enforcement and have a CFO, I mean, that's the very bare yeah. minimum standard. Which is pretty good in the city of Rochester. I don't think we have well, low cha- standards the, by any the means. The challenge that we have in the city right now in terms of code enforcement, and we've been talking about this, is that you know we have about 8,000 properties without a CFO. So yeah. there, there's a lot of challenge with keeping up with the housing market as it exists. But with the CFO, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee you know, anything, right? You can have a good CFO for six years and have a motherfucker move in and just fuck your shit up, right? Sure. And then and then within the first six months, they're complaining about shit that needs to get fixed because they fucked it up, right? So What is the inside information that you're giving us? No, it's just facts. It's just right. period. What it it is. might just be you, though. No, no, not necessarily, <laughs> right? So I'm trying to play devil's advocate here. No, I get it. Uh-huh. So, But let's play devil's advocate because it's always about the person that's providing the housing, thinking that the, the housing provider are always the one that wants to get the tenant out. Fuck that. I want you to stay there as long as you want. Okay, so that's a different mentality than what people have right now. They feel like you want to get rid of them to increase the rents. Who the fuck is they? I'm just saying. So they, right? right The the narrative is like every landlord wants to evict the motherfucker. No. Who wants their house not making money? That's stupid. That's stupid. It's the most dumbest thing you can kind of use as an argument. Do you own rentals? I do not. Okay. You should get into the game so you can understand well, shit. I, the bullshit. See what Listen, you've been dealing I, with? I, right. I so. can tell you, though, <laughs> that you know we had a situation a few years ago, a brand new house um, built from the ground up where um, when, we, when we had a tenant in there that um, you know, wasn't paying rent and we had to go through the process. Um, Who's and the, Ibero, sorry. Oh. Ibero had to go through the process. There was about $30,000 worth of damage mm, in the damn. property. And how, long, and how long did it take to evict? That I couldn't tell you. Okay. I wasn't Six part months. of that part of it. That's the problem. Like, so well, with the well, they CFO. Say, well, they say it only takes two weeks to evict. Well, right. here's, here's the challenge, though. I, I think if, <laughs> if we're having a, a holistic conversation, we, we do have to acknowledge that during the pandemic, people weren't paying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now we have this huge, huge uh, bubble of folks that are in the eviction process. And because the moratorium ended in January 15th, there's a big push to try to figure out, well, what do we do to stabilize housing? Now, I understand that people will also say, well, you should have paid and that that would have stabilized. The easiest way to stabilize is to pay your rent. Yeah. And I I understand that. But I I think that this is a reality that we're dealing with that we have to figure out. Do we forget the stimulus checks? The stimmies? Do we forget the the, the stimmies? stimmies, Regardless, didn't we forget the stimmies? The, 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 The bottom line of it is you have a responsibility, right? Like, well, well, and it's a chosen responsibility. It's a chosen too, responsibility. You, you sign a, a lease agreement, and you're not a contract, a right. business contract, and you're mm-hmm. not paying that rent. But that doesn't so matter, though. How, well, no, I, I think it does because I fail to see how if you're not paying that rent, how why should you stay there? According to you. Mary and Stanley, that shit doesn't matter. This is not well, and so I think what I what I think a lot of people <laughs> their issue is is they say, well. Rent's too damn high. Okay. And and I I can't move my seventeen kids with me. Okay. I've 
I gotta stay here. Okay. I actually we had somebody say that rent was too high because, and she's on a tenant union. Rent was too high because she was spending, I think it was twenty two hundred dollars a month on rent, and it was an apartment downtown. This is what you do. Tell me what you do. You fucking downsize. Oh. You find something that you can on Dernan. There's a place on Dernan that you can right there. $85,000. Yo, if you yeah. want if you want to change your community, you should not. And this is what I said to whose community? What community? To whatever community you live in. Okay. Let's talk about Rochester. Let's talk about our our inner city, right? Okay. But um if you are living in the burbs and then all of a sudden it gets too high for you to pay. Mm-hmm. All the knowledge that you have out there with the Joneses, bring that shit down to Dernan. Well, let me tell you what. Let, let's talk bring about what. No, you don't want to rent over there. What, ha- what is probably know. going to happen is that a lot of these houses that a lot of the people in the suburbs, which they were hit also by COVID, you know, businesses, they, they a lot of people out there own businesses and the businesses were closed down or shut down. Now, whatever. Um, with enough knowledge, you know that your house in the suburbs right now can attract a renter that pays an exorbitant amount of money. And if you take that rent and say, I'm going to go ahead and rent this out to them. I'm going to live with my family, you know, my mom and dad for a year. And I'm going to just stack that rent, you know, pay off, my, pay my mortgage, but just stack the difference instead of paying more towards a mortgage, stack that difference. And then let's say you make it, you're making let's just say $600 a month over a year, $7,200 on top of whatever you're saving, because you don't have the same costs, RG and E telephone. Mm-hmm. So who has a telephone anymore? I am showing my age, <laughs> uh, you know, internet, stuff like that. You're not having those costs either. So all your paycheck is now going into your pocket besides what food, I guess that a lot of people understand that you have to downsize, downsize or go live with friends and family. But that's that's where I'm trying to get at. And like, get that rental income. Why is city council trying to solve he can't answer that. the fucking but ask like the question? Yeah, no. ask the question. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why are we trying to solve just the the ability to think for yourself? To think what you deserve. Let me let me cut you off. Whose responsibility is it to there take you go. That's care a better of question. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's that's the question. Because I'm gonna let you finish. No, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. But because again, when you when you tie into what city council feels as though they need to solve, which is they need to create affordable housing. Who told you that you had to solve that problem? Yeah, because we have a nonprofit that focuses on that, right? Do they do they create low prop or low income housing? Ibero. There's many in the city that creates low-income housing, but I think th- there's never enough affordable housing to meet the demand. That's you don't think reality. so? I, I don't think so. Not not right now. Not in the city of Rochester. So how is it the city's responsibility to create that? I well, don't know that it's necessarily the city's sole responsibility. So why do these to- motherfuckers think it's their responsibility? That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Because within that article, you had two... What article? Uh, the DNC article that came out about the the rent pull that up. Um, the uh, the rent uh, it's it's not rent control, but it's pretty good, much the good the cause, cause eviction. Yeah, good yeah. cause eviction, and the the task force that's being created another freaking part of government that needs to create some right, first one. some um you know some solution to affordable housing, and when you have the mayor talking about it, and then it's spreading to. City council as if 
they have a fucking idea of how to solve it themselves when they've never owned anything in their lives. What did the mayor actually say? Well, he said he, you know, he was he was speaking about that's, that's usually my the, my my question to a lot of people that say, oh, he said this and the other. No, okay, he, what did he, he actually say no, he, he said Let's it. See. It was, you know, it was something that they needed to, to try and figure out. And he was part of the task force himself before it. So uh-huh. so within that, you 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 give this rallying call to a bunch of Marxists, in my opinion, that wants to stand up and say, yes, this is the time. Now is the time to solve you know, high rental increases. How do you do it as a government? How? I'm just now reading the article as he. Well, I think they're trying to figure that out. But as our no, guest has said, how how can government regulate it? What can you do to just go ahead and say, you know what, we're gonna make the investor do this and that so that he charges less for this and that going forward? Well, I'll say it this way. I think. The work of the housing quality task force is to fix some old problems. I mean, I, I talked about the CFO uh, issue in the city of Rochester. We're, we're, we have some units that have been about 10 years without a CFO and, and still renting. Yeah, so that's the problem. The argument about the, you know, five, six years, your CFO, we knew it was every five years. Um, we're still not caught up to even the five years. So we have to fix that. I also think that, um, you know, I don't want to sugarcoat anything, but certainly there might be some people who made choices not to pay rent, but there's also people who did uh, lose their jobs and were out of work during the pandemic. And I know the moratorium and the landlord issue, the housing provider issue has been uh, a delicate balance because um, many people have lost thousands of dollars. Some people have even lost their properties during the pandemic. So I I understand that argument, but at the same time, I I don't think that everyone who has um, been part of this challenge in terms of, finding housing and, and not paying rent um, has, has necessarily made that choice. Regardless of the, you know, the um, sad part of that aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the emotional aspect. The emotional aspect of it, right? At the end of the day, unfortunately for right. the folks who are supplying the housing, who mm-hmm. are private owners, you know what I mean? Like, if you can't pay for bread to go to Wegmans, Wegmans aren't, you know, they, you know, you would hope that they'll just give you some bread. Right. But if you can't afford it, if you can't (laughs) afford milk, if you can't afford it, you're not going to continuously be able to go and get it for free. They're like, shit, you have to be accountable for it. And unfortunately it is the, the, the sad part of, our society and what it is right now, well, right? Not, where, I don't think it's our society. I think it's just life. I think people are well, trying life. to yeah, well, take away sorrow or trying to take away strife or trying to take away uh, stress out of your life. And to me, that that's, that's what creates a lot of people. That's socialism. But <laughs> exactly. So you, well, and unfortunately, unfortunately, <clears throat> and I want to, I, I want to get your point on it. Um, how can you stop? How can you try and solve bad things from happening when it when it again we live in a, a world that is built around money, financial system? Like this is capitalism. this is what we, capitalism is what is what we have. So how do you feel about that? Ask like unfortunately, if you have to, if you lose your home or if you can't pay your your lease, the lease or you know, mortgage doesn't say if and only if you can't afford it after X amount of years we will let you live for free. Like that's not in any contract ever written. Sure. Understood. 
And and I'm not suggesting that um, you know we should have a society where everything's rent free. What I'm suggesting is that we have a unique set of circumstances these last two years. Now, with what's being proposed, um, just to, to make this clear, um, I know that non-payment is is one of the good causes for eviction. Just to mm-hmm. put that out there as as a um, a statement, but. Um, there's certainly going to be a lot of debate around some of these things, and we can't. We <laughs> oh, can't really I will be there right there, front and center, just so you well, know. It will, it will be widely available on the tube of you. YouTube? Yes. Oh, great. Great. Because I, oh, I just want to keep, you know, keep you going on that point. Like that one? Right? Because <laughs> there, are, there are so many other unique situations that happen within just, you know, the landlord renter you know, relationship because you have trouble tenants that could be paying on time. And then a good cause eviction law states that if someone is current within their payments, they're not, you know, they're, they can't be forced out. They can't be evicted. Their lease automatically renews, which I think is complete bullshit. But within, might, might you be biased about that? opinion? 100% biased. Okay. I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> if you're a trouble tenant and if I don't want to rent to you anymore, I don't care if you've been there for 20 years, get the fuck out. You're done. Bye. So, do you think that maybe when someone was talking about how they're trying if to take away... If you're a away, trouble tenant and I don't want to rent to you anymore, I, you're gone. I I don't disagree. What I'm saying is there's been a lot of speculation when they said you will own nothing and you will be happy. You want to bring the World Economic Forum on this? It sounds like it, right? So why the hell are these... Again, I'm only calling them out because they're within this article. Mary Lippin and... <laughs> Stanley. Stanley... Martin. Martin, right? You're welcome. Why are they literally gung-ho on... He's not going mean, to answer that. You know he's not going to answer okay. that. I'm trying, though. I'm trying. Because it's rooted in compassion, Lavelle. Oh, on. that is true. It is compassion. It it's is. just misplaced. But what... But, is it misplaced? Yes. Or is it... Yes, it's... Just it's, not... Is it lacking understanding it's, of the other side? It's why men right now are awful, because their mothers cared too much for That's them. okay. You can't That's say okay. men. Yeah, I can. I'm grouping all of us. <laughs> We're homogenous as well. That's how do you, I'm very passionate about question. this because I'm only passionate about this because you're involved. Every of course, but when you when you know what you know and you see the opportunities for the people who they are they think they're being marginalized, okay? All it takes is just for a little bit of inspiration to let these motherfuckers know, listen, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't think that renting is your only way to prosperity don't think that working is your only way to prosperity like working for an employer right giving up your hour for a dollar that like they're they're they have folks thinking that their solutions is what's going to get them closer to prosperity you're, when none of these motherfuckers know anything what the fuck they're talking about i think you're too zoomed out well i i think that we should acknowledge that you know, we really need to figure out what problem are we trying to solve, Yeah. right? And, and I think there is a reality um, that there's also many challenges with our housing market, housing stock, and there's many uh, issues with building conditions. I'm not saying that's any of us, um, but, you know, we might know some folks that have uh, poor quality housing and they're just renting, collecting a check. And, and so the balance of, of trying to make sure that we – don't let our residents live in poor conditions at the same time trying to convince folks that we we need to come up with policies that um, are are balanced and equitable and make sure that, you know, people who want to invest in a city also have an opportunity to invest. So that's the strike. 
connect the strike. connect the bad tenants, right? The tenants who are in bad situations with good landlords. Like, no, 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 no. Connect wow. the bad tenants with the tenant association who is supposed to support them to by showing them what they are doing wrong so that they can improve their capability of getting a better apartment, maybe? Well, that, that too. That too. I mean, I'm I pretty sure... A, I think that should be the I'm exact sure reason we why create, we have a tenant association. We can create a database that puts all these motherfuckers that nobody should rent to in a pool. No, 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 no. And then all Do the people the that way. we Do should the rent other to way. in a pool. Put all the really good renters in a pool of saying, you deserve yeah, the best apartment. I agree. And I think... So, when the, when the mayor, before she left... <laughs> <laughs> They came out with the 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 uh, leasing first time home buying buying program, right? This this some lease program that it came out with. I think that, is that the land bank thing? Uh, lease to purchase. That's, lease uh, to purchase. Yeah, Urban League. Yeah, that. Yep. So so I look into it, right? And I'm like, all right, let's see. Maybe this could be something, right? Because you know, let's check and looking. Mm-hmm. And again, it's supposed to be something for the community, and they like you know, Bravo, Black. Power, let's do this. And then you see the people that is because again, when you're when you're dealing with any type of grand scale operation of housing and leasing, you need somebody to manage all of the leases and the tenants that mm-hmm. and I know Management the government company. I know the city of Rochester doesn't have a department that handles leasing and all these other different types yeah, we do. of RHA. Not what? Whoa! Wait, your boy was. Are you talking about the one that was robbing everybody? <laughs> <laughs> the one that that functions and works that's not corrupted, okay. right? You know what I mean? Wow. So, so I so I look at it, and it's this, and maybe it's just their way of kind of separating from the Rochester Housing Authority and saying maybe we're trying to clean our act up. But it's this this. Uh, they this, are they're different now. My my actually one of my guys is like it's like a white doing uh, this thing. It's a white private uh, leasing company that's handling that. that. No, they are. They, I looked it up. It's a. It's it, now again, again. Are you trying to say something about Dan? No, I'm not trying to say anything at all. Definitely corrupt. Now. But all your. But but all your. You guys are the minority today, FYI. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. We oh we are. First no time, no I first am. Time. I'm on 100 Dolo. Start singing it's, Ebony and Ivory. Oh yeah, because we got two of these. Right, it's two to one of it. <laughs> Um, I've but, never I've always been the <laughs> but but what I'm what I'm saying when well, government when government tries to create it. these grand ideas they go back to the private sector again but you're not going back to just some mom and pop like myself you're going to somebody that's well established that are the ones you're trying to get rid of to begin with no one's trying to get rid of them oh they're not trying to get rid I of think them they're trying to get rid of them oh so I they, think they want them to do it for free oh so they so they can get, make more money though well I think it's uh reparations right so I'm impressed with <laughs> how you are able to handle the different personalities, uh, not only in this room, but also on city council, because there are different personalities on city sure. council. So how do you deal with that? Because the eyes, it's, he's, it's very, he's got calm eyes. I, I think it's, no, I think it's got to be like vodka or something. No, <laughs> that's Russian. You can't, you can't have that anymore. No, no, no it's Ukrainian vodka. Ukrainian vodka. <laughs> well, listen, I, I, um, for me, because you've handled I, the questions from this man, yeah, very like level at like, all times. Man, listen, dog, right. I've been through the storm, dog. You right. ain't rattling me. Well, shit. I didn't say he's rattling you. What I'm saying is that he's responding <laughs> I, in I a very level, mm-hmm. tight manner. It. I think it goes back to my community experience. You know, I've been I've been yelled at. You know, I've been mm-hmm. in community tables where people have been upset with something that's going on in the neighborhood or whatever. And so, for me. 
thinking about city council, we're very diverse right now. Diversity in thought, diversity in, you know, where we come from, the backgrounds. Where does Mary fit in that, <laughs> that diverse side of things? You think he's going to answer something about No, I just want to know because she's very diverse, right? She grew up in Penfield, somewhere like that, right? Silver spoonish. Continue talking, yeah. <laughs> well, um, so so for me, it's it's also about not personalizing things. I know that we all have different opinions. I don't agree with Jose on everything. Jose doesn't agree with me on everything, but we're all elected. <laughs> yeah. We're all elected I'm to be here. That. We're right, all elected right. to be here, and we all have different thoughts and from from our uh, different backgrounds. And I, I feel like it, the role of of council president is to try to to bring that diversity and thought together to come to some decisions and solutions and move the city forward. I've uh, I can honestly say, you know, I didn't really I didn't know Miguel before being on council at all. Uh, obviously you hear amongst circles of everything, but, um, I've had drinks with Miguel and man, that's like number one thing for me. If I can have drinks with you and just have a conversation and be freaking a regular person with somebody and I, but at the same time, I can also have drinks with Mary and be just regular people like, Hey, let's, let's leave our differences at the door and just fucking have a conversation. But what about what though? Like what the fuck? <laughs> like what? About what? I'm sorry, yo. I just I'm not, I don't know, man. Listen, don't You're telling me you never had a conversation with somebody that you just just didn't really agree with. I mean, you you've dated people no, that you didn't agree with, right? See, so like what? I'm just talking about that specific individual, right? <laughs> okay. Like, well, we're not going to talk about that specific game. I can, I can, I can talk to anybody, even that individual, and be like, "Yo, why the fuck you like just retarded?" Like, <laughs> like I can say that, you know There's what I mean? Don't, don't. Can break you? I'm not sure you can say that. <laughs> oh, I can say. What's she going to do? Are she we can... bringing? Are we bringing the R word back in 2022? Oh, oh yeah. all day. <laughs> at least, listen. I at least call hey. myself. I call myself. <sighs> I call myself retarded. Multiple times a day. Well, if we, can okay. ha- if we can have Eminem on the stage of Super Bowl after how many times he said the F word, right, the F A G G O T word is what I'm saying. Yeah. In 2022, and I'm sitting there like, how the heck do we have Eminem? Yeah, Eminem hasn't been canceled at all. Eminem has never been canceled. Because he never, he didn't go. If he would have said something against black folks, knowing. You know, he he he, he got took, crucified. He took a knee. He took, a he knee. took the, yeah. He went the white guilt. I wasn't. I wasn't like really. Did you did you like the the halftime show? Have you watched it? Super I did Bowl? watch it. Uh-huh. I thought I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah. You were you were born in the mid eighties, right? You're thirty five, <laughs> yep, so eighty six. Eighty six. Yep. 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 the show. So you're an actual millennial then. I, I guess so. <laughs> Sucker. He doesn't care what labels you put on. Uh, it. Yeah. yeah. So you're I, part of the part, really. the participation trophy era. Like you were, the, you, yeah, you, you were. were the first to I'll, get the. Par- I'll stand I, with I, him. I, right I here. You got trophies. the participation. Yeah, trophy. you. How are you? Thirty five. Some real trophies. You know, you got real 30. trophies. <laughs> I never got that shit. I got them. Listen, the L. I took the L. I got an eighth place ribbon. Like what the fuck? I got, I got a that. fifth place ribbon one Yo, time. Yo, I throw them shits. Them shits was accumulating. <laughs> all the rest of trophies. First place. All listen, the rest of trophies. First place. Them shits is front and center. You know what I think we can all agree on is that Rochester's way better than Buffalo. What do you think about that? I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Sure. Do you think Fuck we get our fair share from New York State? <laughs> no, we do not. We absolutely mm. do not. Actually. Do you think we why should annex ourselves from? from I'm, some now New I'm going to bring. Sure. Why is that? Well, I think. Our, well, first and foremost, we don't get our fair share of state aim aid. Right. Um, right. Why? Compared, I, I I can't give you. Who's why responsible for that? Obama. 
I think it's I think it's a, a combination, but the the primary uh, responsibility is um, our state delegation. I mean that mm-hmm. that's that's who go down states and advocate for us. But I think we have a role as city council and and you know administration of the mayor has a role in this yeah. too. So well, we I've to I've push. heard multiple times before that uh, lovely Warren was not very approachable when it came to working together. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I worked very well with her. You did. No, that's a joke. Mm. Laugh. Miguel doesn't ah! laugh. Miguel doesn't laugh. It's just calm eyes. I'm it very, is, I guess. very interested to see what this next administration is going to do. All right, so where, where do you, what are your thoughts on where we are as a city and where we are headed? What do you think that uh, some of our yeah. uh, opportunities might lie? Well, I think we have a lot and of And what you're going to do about it. Well, I'm going to work with you to figure it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> at this Mr. point, President. I feel like... The big focus for me in figuring out um, the next year and a half or so is what do we do about this violence, violence yeah. prevention? And some of it is investments that I think we have to make as a city. Um, I think we need to do more around prevention. Um, you know, we do have mm. a, a an office of a Are you talking about safety. funding the police? Let me let me get through this part. So... So I, I think that we need to do a lot more on the ground. You know, we used to do, uh, we have Pathways to Peace. Um, that moved to kind of a part-time role. I think we need to bring back more uh, boots to ground in neighborhoods trying to prevent conflict. I also think that we have to refocus the job of an officer. You know, officers are spread way too thin. There's too many different uh, call types that they respond to. I know that Jose is working with Mary on a <laughs> civilian uh, response corp. It's um, right so up her alley, though. Like no, 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 no. I think this is no, a, no. a great thing, a great possibility for the city. I know that I, I wasn't able to make the meeting, but they had a, a meeting with Sacramento um, that really looks mm-hmm. at, you know, what types of, of, of jobs might, um, you know, things like traffic tickets, right? Think, things that could be or, or responding to an accident. Um, wh- where could we have a different type of response that will free up uh, law enforcement to do other things? So. Well, here's my question. I, and I, I just don't. <laughs> I, I really want to know why the hell does government think like the private citizen really wants to go out there and fucking interact with people where like there's there's more security guards with security licenses than than actually rolling patrolling RPD. That's a fact. There's new, there's more security guards in New York. State. Prove it. Look at the numbers. Like I don't fucking I can't pull it up. But there's that's a fact. There's more security guards with licensed security um, license licenses that are out there working mm-hmm. and and working, have, working, why working is why who? do we re- just regular you know private jobs Blackhawk Blackhawk yeah. like there's a whole bunch of Dragon there's license. a bunch Latina of Latina owned Blackhawk that is true and they don't never mind I'm not even going to talk about some of the shit that because I used to do the security work and Blackhawk Hawk was uh, kind of slow at paying checks well yeah, because you're. That age, just hey, I don't That's know not the reason. I don't know, but Continue but on. what I'm saying though is we always go to like thinking that the private citizen should be put in these type of positions. Who I don't like, think how I don't are going to get the I don't think the leaders think that. From? I think that the people who speak speak for the community say exactly that. Yeah, but why? Yeah, why do they say that shit? What? What? Because they want to be put in that position and get paid a good amount of money. They want to go out there and do that job. So I hear. So. You mean to tell me Mary? I didn't. No, no, no. She's a politician. Okay, 
but still people from within the community are saying that they want people from the community that oh they that lying. can they lying. speak to those people Ooh. who are committing the crimes. What? So like people that just got out of jail. And they want to go out in the streets. Why don't you just do that? Why do they need just go and do it yourself? Uh, because they're not getting paid. Nor did it get the recognition. A, there's a balance here. And I feel like, you know, it's not really fair to keep bringing up people who aren't here, right? But um, <laughs> that, the reason why I'm bringing up because that motherfucker need to come here. Let's go. All right. She was on my first episode ever. Damn, weren't here. come back again. <laughs> she won't. Come back again. No, she won't. No, oh, especially okay. not after this one. Are you oh. kidding me? Oh, okay. Well, uh, I'll say this, though, that. There, there is a, a balance. I mean, if you talk to a law for, you talk to a police officer, they'll tell you there's certain things they wish they weren't responding to. Mm-hmm. And so those are the things that I think we need to look at and, and decide, is this really a law enforcement response or is this something that we can find another way to do it? And I think that's the work that we really have to do with the That's next what year. we are doing. Yeah. But a job is a job, man. Like, no, 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 no. Hold on. Because the job of a police officer is what? Serve and protect. Serve and protect. Right. Yeah. So protect how? Well, fuck. Who? Intimately. No. Oh, okay. Well, however way, however way they're... Your job is protect in what way? You you, you want to make sure you protect someone from dying, yeah. right? Or from getting stabbed, so right? They're first responders. Okay. They are literally okay. right up there. With so should they show up to, let's say, a, uh, a uh, hey, my grandpa hasn't answered his phone in a couple of days. Can, so, can you go check on him? Should they answer that? I don't think so. Right. What about I, I what so. about my what about school crossings? My thirteen year old is locked in her room and she's got a knife. You know, I don't know what she's doing. Right. What about that? Well, is she, she a danger to anyone else but herself? Maybe. Well, there's a maybe in there, yeah. But if she's not saying I'm gonna kill you and but she's saying I'm gonna kill say myself, that, what if she but, said she's gonna but kill you're herself? Putting, but on, you're putting but you're putting private citizens. Oh, I know they will. They will, but do you think that they should? Because that's what I'm asking. Back in so. my day, Doctor Kavorkian would say that's a Moneymaker right there. I saw it. I'm going to go. No one remembers Dr. Kevorkian? Yeah. yeah he's Dr. Dr. Death. Dr. Death. Well, that's you're right. dealing with, yeah, men, that's more mental health. Yeah. That's right. What and, and what and isn't mental health these days? Honestly. Whatever. There's a lot of stuff that, that should be or shouldn't be. And I, I do remember, you know, um, the, the police chief was talking about that before he got kicked out. He was talking about the city RPD good, needs more resources. They need more. Yeah, he was kicked out before they. He said they needed more resources to handle with mental health. Now that's such a very delicate, you know, um, situation. Do you think that police officers should respond to mental health? Right. So that right there, that that pause right there. They should, but they should also be provided with more resources. But do you think they want that? You think they want Who that? else is going to do it? There Why did you crime. sign up for They're the job? They're there to fight crime. You, hey, you Not signed up deal for the with job. Mental health. The, well, mental health is just, it's just the same as if somebody's, okay, mentally they're messed up, but then what if they're physically messed up? You still have to respond to it. You see somebody that's laying on the ground with a broken leg, you have to stop and respond to that. Well, yeah. That's a, a so the you, fire department usually does. Right. That. So within just that aspect, there could be other, you know, um, entities that could, you know, at least do more. There's a lot. There's a lot of. That's what we're putting together. There's a lot of mental health institutions out there that that are kind of perpetuating these problems by sending people who have mental health back out there when they know that they shouldn't be out there. So let me say, first of all, I think everyone agrees or or knows where I stand with law enforcement. I I've never wavered one bit of my. You sure? Never wavered one bit of my support for enforcement of law. As many daggers as they freaking threw at me. 
daggers. Uh, arrows, <laughs> daggers, stabbing the back, everything that they threw at me. I Stabbed never you in the back. Damn. But but I have worked with RPD. I've worked with uh, police union president, and mm-hmm. I said, let's talk about some things that we can take off your hands so you guys can do your best work. And they provided the list. It wasn't me that provided the list. That's lazy. They're well, I'll also say this. Mm. You know, we, we transitioned, regardless of the circumstances, uh, how we got here, but we, we transitioned into some first responder mental health protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pick we team. had the, the person in crisis team, the pick team. Which should have been the county. I still say the county should have freaking Either put that, that money together. Ma- maybe the county needs to send us some money. Something. Like I think that. so. But um, <clears throat> that's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, put that shit on me, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when you when you do call 911 for those services, if there is someone that's a threat to themselves or a threat to others, 911 is co-responding to. I mean, the police department's co-responding. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're sending mental health providers into situations that are, are dangerous, or at least that's the intention is to not do that. If there's you any danger know, whatsoever. If there's every, any danger whatsoever, the protocol send an officer. So right. there is a balancing act to, to this, and I, I think that um, – you know, with mental health specifically, as we come out of this pandemic, it, it just increases. I mean, we, we looked at some data um, the other day around um, the the amount of, of shootings. And for me, um, to me, that's in part mental health, what's going on in our community. Yeah, if you shoot somebody, you crazy. And, and, and I would say this, you know, this year I looked at data just yesterday. We're on track to uh, to to actually increase the amount of, of, of shootings at this point. You know, looking at year to date numbers, so we got a lot of work to do. We got to figure this thing out, and it's my goal as as council president president to get every council member involved in public safety. I um I made it a nine member committee, which is not out of the norm. Usually, it's a five member committee, and um I wanted to make sure everyone was involved and invested in this. I, hey, I mean, I hope, I hope you can get through the skulls of the motherfuckers who think less is better. Who's the five members on the public safety? I know it's all nine of us. No. All okay. nine of us. You're on it. So I hope. <laughs> you sure you want me on it? Of course. I, I hope, I hope that, you know, oh. there could be some form of balance that's brought to this argument because at the end of the day, Less is not better. You know, if you I've always thought that there should be more diverse within the community when it comes to law enforcement. And I've seen that within the last couple of years. You you've you've had, you know, police chiefs that have been African-American for the last. I mean, how many have been the last three have been, you know, African-Americans. So. Let's not act as though that these advancements have not happened. So when we when we talk about law enforcement, we should have more people that looks like the folks that you are policing interact, but not at the same time. We should not say that white law uh, law officers should not be involved as well. It should be, you know, a community based effort to get the same people within that community. Maybe we could market towards folks within and be like, yo, you want to be a cop instead of being on a fucking corner? Right, yo, you can make more money. <laughs> no, you can't. You can be. You can. <laughs> no, you right. can't. Well, I mean, corner boys that's, don't really. That's make that what much. Uh, a little shout out to uh, a former guest, Isaiah, or young man that came on, getting He's, his award next week. He said it's it's not about it's not about the money for young people. It's about pursuing their passions. Yeah, well. 
Find some passion. You can be a rapper and a cop at the same time. Well, but I'm with it. Give people the avenues to pursue their passions, especially young yeah, kids. You need so the money. I like what Isaiah said. I like what he said as well. That's why he's getting an award next week. Yep. Shout out to Isaiah. Is wait, isn't on St. Patrick's Day he's getting that award? Uh no, it's next week. When is St. Patrick's Day? Next Thursday. Okay. It's one of those white people things. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the white people things, man. Um I appreciate you very much for coming on the show <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and dealing with our nonsense here. It was, I, I had a fun time. I don't care what anyone else says. We always do, man. Um, but what, what do you want to leave us with? Well, I, I think that, um, you know, I'm hoping that the next couple of years working together, we're able to figure out some of these longstanding challenges in the city. You know, we, we haven't, um, quite solve some of our neighborhood's biggest challenges around the open-air drug markets, around um, housing quality. Um, and, and I think this is actually an opportunity in the city to, to build new amenities. I'm really excited about some of the positive stuff that's coming, like the, the High Falls State Park. Mm-hmm. I mean, Northwest. That to me is going to be a huge, huge asset for not only the city but the region. Um, and I think we just got to continue to focus our investments. We have a huge opportunity with all this American Rescue Plan Act funding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm just excited to be at the helm at a time like this when we have the resources to do some positive stuff and not during COVID as long as they allow us to go outside, right. You know, be on lockdown with a nice state fair, but you can't go state fair, state park. park. I'm sorry. Down in the, down in the Valley down there where people have been throwing their needles. No, there's only one Valley (laughs) and it's in Charlotte. FYI. Charlotte. So why is the Northwest district your favorite district? Uh, I, I'm a at-large council member, so uh, I, I won't I won't answer that one. But um, it's just better than Buffalo. Uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this much: I no. I, I, um, no. I I had a, a family member that lived um, on Lakeview Park near Dewey Holler, and um, you know, it's the trap some, now. Some of my some of my my fondest <laughs> memories are going from my house near St. Paul Street over over the bridge, driving Park Bridge, and visiting family. So. I've always been a, a, a northeast Rochester guy, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to that. I, I'll say that that's my favorite quad of the city, but um, I, I, re- I respect I respect what you're doing over there. Yo, let me tell you how fucked up it is over there, right? Over where in that district? Say something, yo. Say you something. can go you can go down Seneca Park, right? Seneca Parkway. Mm-hmm. That's my former stopping ground. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. To go to Burr, Brian, sixty. <laughs> Dewey. Like you go right in the corner of Dewey and Seneca Park, right? That's <laughs> you see a crib that sit right at that corner. And you'd be like, I would not live there. However, if I went down two blocks up Seneca Park where I can look and see Aquinas football field in the back of my yard, I yeah. would be so cozy. Drink yeah. my little coffee. That's that Home Alone neighborhood. Yes. Right Spending $300,000 on my house. There's so much money in this city. People need to realize mm-hmm. it. We have so much damn money. Our real estate alone, the investing, the investment that happens within just housing itself. There's more money out there than you motherfuckers. If you want to know. apply yourself, and there's many opportunities out there to learn from people like Lavelle. You can't learn from me, man. From... If you want to learn a trade, talk to Dan. He knows about all the trades here. Yo, we oh. can literally, we can literally teach people. And you want to know about finance? I'm your guy, Yo, man. I know money. Listen, money. How to make money on money? Laissez faire capitalism, my friends. Hey, I'm I'm with it. Keep the government's dirty hands out of my pockets. That's what I'm about. 
Instead of coming in and regulating shit, city council. Uh, you can't say that in front of the president here. I can't because he knows exactly where I stand. Well, I appreciate you very much. He for knows where I stand now, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you didn't wear the hat tonight. Yeah, you probably wore it the first 20 minutes we were talking out the here. The red one? No, the aluminum foil hat. Oh, I thought oh, that's I not our hat. That's, that's, that's a so previous You know, it's crazy. It, it's a previous It podcast. looks like like a super large like titty with the largest <laughs> nipple. Like this is the biggest nipple. You ever see what they look you like? You see yet? the nipple? Why would that be the, the condom tip? That's Yo, a nah. This is a post big ass titty with the longest nipple. That's what you want to end this all on. <laughs> This is feeding. Thanks the for coming on, Miguel. You're welcome for this years. ending right here. <laughs> Share this with all your friends. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, he's not sharing it. He's sharing. It's all right. We're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna make Miguel famous here. They're gonna know. <laughs> That's the sound it makes, right? If you have any questions about city council and how crazy it's getting, Miguel's your person to reach out to. But uh, yeah. I appreciate everything you do, and I appreciate your your even headedness about uh, everything that's happening on city council because it, it I'm sure I'm sure it can get just heavy. So I pray for y'all. Appreciate man. that. I pray, I pray for y'all. I don't, know how, I don't know how y'all work with them motherfuckers. I swear to God, so I would quit a long time ago. Or walk out like done. You have to resign your position because you're a quitter. That's why. One hundred percent. Sorry, y'all voted for me, y'all. <laughs> but I'm out. Two I'm days out in. this bitch. I quit. <laughs> Austin, play that funky music. Hold on, we're not ending quite yet. Dang. Oh my God. I can't believe that just happened. If uh, amongst your travels, amongst the Latinos out there, and you come across John Leguizamo, let him know I'm looking out. I want him on the show. And if somehow you go to a Kanye West concert, go to his back office or something like that, because he's crazy (laughs) and he needs some of your mental help, let him know. I'm also trying to reach out to him. Mm. Now, Austin, play that funky music. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.